This is On The Tee. Brought to you by Canteen Vodka Soda. Ready to drink, ready to go. Now here's your host, Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, good morning. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. It is On The Tee at 8.03 a.m. Not going to lie, had a birthday party in the city last night. So, um... Feeling, uh, feeling uh, not so hot this morning, but um, but sometimes, in, and Tom is producing, uh, we got Jacob who's going to be producing as well, first hour as always is golf, uh, and then we'll t- turn our attention to other sports, a lot of uh, Major League Baseball talk, unfortunately the Yankees lose to the O's last night 6-3, we'll talk about Soto, obviously, that's on the front burner for not just the Yankees, but for a no- number of teams that might be uh, in the hunt for him uh, from the Nationals as we get closer to that August 2nd trade deadline in Major League Baseball. And we'll talk a lot of NFL, right? Uh, well, camps open up. Well, camps already have opened up. Rookies have already reported. But this week, veterans report. And uh, in, in, in with lack of an, another word, because it's a family show, uh, stuff gets real. So, uh, but, uh, but, but I was going to say, Tom, you know, sometimes people perform better when they're not feeling 100%, right? Like, like for, for example, a lot of people think that the Michael Jordan, you, you know, that Michael Jordan game that allegedly he had yeah, the, the flu. Yeah, the flu game, yeah. He didn't have a flu. He, he, he drank a box of wine the night before. Is that what the rumors are? Because, like, it's not, it's he, not, a, looked... it's not a rumor. It's not a rumor. It's, <laughs> It's, that's what happened. He dr- I, I don't and, and and there's there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack there because, you know, first of all, like I have tasted box wine, mm-hmm. but the last thing I'm gonna do is drink box wine, um, and I don't even make a a one percent of the money that that Michael Jordan has made in his lifetime. I just don't understand the whole concept of box wine anyway. But, mm, yeah. Uh, that's what happened. He drank he drank a whole box of wine, so it was more of a hangover, not a not not the flu. But nonetheless, we can all just believe it was the flu. That's fine. I guess it's a better story. Oh yeah, that that's what gets the people going. You know, you tell them it's the flu game that inspires them. You tell them he's hungover. I mean, that might inspire some people too. You never know. Some people <laughs> take things differently. So how did we get here? Well, I'm a little hungover, and but I have a feeling this is going to be one of my best shows. Uh, so we're excited. Uh, again, the first hour talking all golf. John Mascari is going to join us as always, as well as Christina Thompson um, for uh, from Golf for Her. We'll talk a little LPGA, get you up to speed on what's going on with the ladies across the pond. It's their time to shine. Um, out of the States. Also, Eric Boland is going to join us at 930. Like I said, uh, we're going to do a deep dive into Major League Baseball and we'll talk the Yankees. Uh, unfortunately, they lose to the O's. Uh, we'll hear from Cynthia Freeland uh, this morning, uh, getting you ready for the week that is going to kick this NFL season off. So, uh, so excited to be with you for the next four hours. But again, this is on the tee. So what does that mean? We always like to take a look at the leaderboard in our first segment and kind of break it down for you. But see, we got Scott Piercy at the top at 18 under. He heads in today with a four shot lead over everyone else. Emiliano Grillo. I like rolling those R's reminds me of Miami. Uh, He's four shots back at 14 under. 
And then the dude that I picked to win this week, uh, and that is Tony Finau. And he is 13 under, so he's five shots back. Uh, that's where my money is flowing today, this morning, this afternoon. And, and, and I'll do a deeper dive into that as well. Tom Hoagie is 12 under. Sanjay M is 11 under. Uh, Grayson Sig is 11 under as well. So Saturday, unfortunately, is, is it's called quote unquote moving day was a weather delay day uh, for seven hours. Tony Finau allegedly went fishing with his, his, his children during the delay. Um, that's nice. Uh, so what, where do we st- where do we stand right now? We've got four players within six shots uh, of the lead. And so I'm not looking outside. Uh, if you want to look at Tom Hoagie, I know a lot of people are on him this season and he is having a solid season, but I'm not looking outside of Piercy, Grillo, and Finau. I- I'm just not. Um, keep in mind, Grillo has not won on tour since 2015. So it's been a hot second for him, but he has been playing extremely well this season, especially as of late and especially in this tournament. Uh, shot a 67 yesterday, a 65 on Friday, and a 67 as well uh, on Thursday. So that's tremendous. Finau, in my opinion, best player this week. Uh, there's only one flaw in his game, and this is the big reason why he's not running away with this bad boy, and that is his putting, uh, which has been absolutely horrendous. So uh, Tony Finau heading into today is third in strokes gain total, first in strokes gain tee to green, first off the tee, first around the green, but he is 72nd in putting. 72nd in putting. (laughs) So uh, if, if, you are, if you are wagering on, uh, on Tony Finau today, you're wagering that his flat stick is going to show up and, and hopefully have uh, a better performance than, um, than, than what we've seen so far in the tournament. Uh, he as well has uh, been under 70, 65, which is a great round considering, again, that seven-hour delay where he went fishing with his kids. I just love that. Uh, he's sitting with a 65 on Saturday, 68 on Friday, a 67 on Thursday. Another guy that I'm eyeing, and that is uh, and, and that is Sig. He had a good Saturday. I do believe that he's going to finish Grayson Sig. I, th- I do believe that he's going to finish in the top five. He's tied for six right now. He's 11 under. And I like the way that he's been playing as well. Um, and, and some other storylines, especially when it comes to uh, Scott Piercy, I, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm excited to talk to John Mascari about this when he joins us at 830. And that is, you know, there's so much that, that he has changed. Now, he's, he's looking, he, he, the motivation here is he wants to keep his tour card. Um, this season, unfortunately he's played in 24 events and, uh, and so he's 12 for 24 in regard to making the cut. So obviously this is one of those 12 and not only did he make the cut, but he comes into Sunday with a four shot lead over Grillo, which is great. But what is, what has been different with Scott Piercy? Uh, well, he's got new shoes and you're like, so what Anita? Well, the new shoes created a blister. So yesterday, you've got Shoeless Scott, and it's very going to be interesting to see uh, what he plays in and with today and just how annoying 
or painful that blister is going to be. Not only is he playing with new shoes, um, he also has a new swing coach. He has a new caddy. He's playing with a new driver and a new putter. So everything's new. And what do we normally say, right? Like, oh, I just got these new clubs. It's going to take me a second. Just got this new putter. Feels great. It's going to take me a second. But no, not the case. And, and, and just, just, I love that phrase, of course, marinating the fact that like, there's so much newness. Is that even a word? Around Scott Piercy. Just the mere fact that he's 18 under with a four shot lead. With, with so many changes that, that has taken place here, it's, it's really remarkable. So he comes into this. He's first in strokes gained total as well as putting. Um, seventh uh, in strokes gained, tee to green. So, uh, and, and, and what a great storyline it is for, for Scott because uh, Scott is one of the guys who, um, who at one point in time was down and out, um, was trying to, any and every way possible to, to get his tour card, um, had spent a, a ton of money, was in, in insane amount of debt, was engaged, trying to get married, and he needed $50,000. Uh, at the beginning of his career to participate in, in a tournament. And, and unfortunately, I apologize. I don't remember what tournament that was. And that tournament he played in, he did play against Tony Finau. This is before Tony Finau got his tour card. And I want to say that it took Tony Finau uh, a little bit longer to get his tour card than Scott's. Uh, but Scott was down and out, desperate, needed $50,000 to play in some tournament. And somehow was able to borrow it or got a sponsor for it, played in the tournament, was able to win that tournament, get his tour card. And of course, here he is today um, and, uh, and potentially looking to win. And, and, and these, are, these are really the, the, the cool stories, right? Like these are the stories of the golfers that you want to get behind, you know, as opposed to, and you're like, well, as opposed to what, Anita? Well, as opposed to a number of golfers whose families are, you know, uber wealthy, uber successful, and has has never really had to struggle. You know, it, it's the difference. Here's what the difference is. Scott Pierce, Scott Piercy is that golfer who had to work while he went to college. Scott Piercy is that golfer who had to take out student loans and is still paying off student loans today, as opposed to another golfer who's family, um, you know, paid for everything and maybe only spent six months in a dorm and, uh, you know, mom and dad got them an apartment while, while they were a freshman and had a, I don't know, $10,000 allowance each and every month while they were at school, like night and day. Scott Piercy is, is, is the one that, that really had to, um, struggle and, uh, and, and, grind. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, he had to grind his way to where he is today. So I just shared that story just to say, listen, this is a good dude to get behind. And this is a good dude to cheer for. Does that mean I'm putting my money on him today? Not necessarily. Cause Tony Finau, actually Tony Finau, same story, right? Tony Finau is another one, another one of those golfers who had to grind it out. Um, but we come back, I'll share some other statistics with you, some other metrics. What is data golf saying? What are the percentages for Piercy or Grillo or Finau? 
uh, to win. I'll share all that with you when we get back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Isn't that the worst as well? And, uh, you know, not sure how many ladies are out there listening, but you know what I'm talking about. You go out, you find this, like, oh, these awesome pair of shoes. And, and I, I'm, I'm a shoe gal. Like, like you go out and buy a $5 dress at TJ Maxx, but you put on a $500 pair of shoes, that dress is going to look like a million bucks. Shoes make it. So you go out and you buy these great shoes. You can't wait to put them on. You can't wait to go out. And then all of a sudden, like three hours later, you've got this horrible blister. And now, and now you're, you're screwed for the week. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, Scott Piercy, it's not, just, uh, it's not just a new pair of shoes. It's also, it's a new swing coach. It's a new caddy. It's a new driver. It's a new putter. It's a new, 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 new. And he's, uh, he's just trying to keep his tour card. He's been on tour now for 15 years. By the way, on the tee with me, Anita Marks, on 98.7 ESPN, presented by PGA Tour Superstore. It's golf's biggest season at your New York and New Jersey PGA Tour Superstores, the home of golf pros and beginners with the largest selection of golf clubs, men's and women's apparel, and, of course, more. Uh, it is time for Inside the Numbers, brought to you by Tiza. So, again, looking at the leaderboard, I'm not looking past uh, Piercy, Grillo, or Finau. That's who I think is going to win this bad boy. And, again, Piercy, first in strokes gain total, as well as putting seventh tee to green. Data Golf has him as a 59% chance of winning this bad boy. And... Um, and so, and, and so what are those odds? It's minus 140. So what are you doing? You're putting down $140 to win 100 uh, for Scott Piercy to win. Like I said, I just shared the story with you about Scott. Um, and so, again, really, really great dude to get behind and cheer for. But, again, that's not where I, I will be cheering for him somewhat. Uh, but where is my money? I'm going to be cheering more for my money. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm on Tony Fee now. Now, granted, listen, um, he's five back. Uh, he's going to have to put a, together a, a pretty sensational round. Uh, but as I said earlier, he's just been crushing it. And um, he is, uh, he's in first in, in a number of things. He's first in strokes gained, tee to green, as well as off the tee, as well as around the green. He's third total. Why? Because he's 72nd putting. So you can bet that Tony Finau is going to win this today at plus 450. Again, odds. Obviously, I want to lay $100 down to win $450, uh, but really what you are is that you are wagering you are, because it, everything else has been on point with him, and this is very typical of Tony. Tony starts the season um, not so great. 
Uh, but as the season progresses, he starts to heat up, heat up, heat up, and uh, and and he is definitely in his element right now. The last few tournaments that he has played in, uh, he has done extremely well. And so it just depends what type of Sunday he's going to have. Tony Finau, another really cool dude to get behind and cheer for. And that's where my money's rolling. I'm going to go with Tony Finau, plus 450. Um, Golf has him as a 12% chance of winning this bad boy. And then there's also um, Grillo, who's 14 under. So he's four shots back. He will be paired up with Scott Piercy today. Um, Golf has him as a 12.5% chance of winning this. He's second in strokes gain total, nine putting, five tee to green, seven on approach. And he's, he's really, he's put really a good three days together. And, and I do expect him to play well today as well. And, uh, you can argue that Grillo is one of the best ball strikers, uh, that, that is teeing it up today. And so that bodes well for him. If you think Grillo is going to win, he has not won by the way, since, um, what I say, 2015 on tour, he's at plus 550. Okay. Uh, another guy that I, I really like today and that's, uh, JT Poston. He is nine under, so he's tied for 11th. And I do believe that he's going to finish in the top 10 and you can get that at even money. And I also, um, I also like Grayson Sig to finish in the top five and you could get that at plus 225. I also like Finau, Grillo, Sig, and Poston with their round four matchup. So I've got Fino over Sanjay M at minus 115. I got Grillo over um, Gim at minus 120. I have Sig over Putnam at minus 110, and I have Poston over Hoagie at minus 120. And also, I'm going to parlay those as well. You parlay those, you're getting it like 12 or 13 to 1. So that is how I'm playing this final round on Sunday of the 3M Open. That's Inside the Numbers brought to you by Tiza. Stay focused and feel energetic with Tiza nutrient pouches. You hear me talk about them all the time. What do you do? It's a little pouch. You put it in between your cheek and your gum. No tobacco, no nicotine, no calories. Seven fantastic flavors. My favorite is tropical. Um, and uh, I, usually, I usually, what I love to use, I, I love to use them prior to me teeing off. I love playing. I feel so focused, so dialed in with my golf game. And then at night, so you have ones that, of course, uh, get you focused and energetic. And then you've got other ones that kind of calm you down and help you sleep well at night. So uh, check them out. Go to teasaenergy.com. Use the code ANITA25 for 25% off your first order. Again, it's teasaenergy.com. I've already shared um, a lot of Teza with my with my golfing buddies, and, uh, and, and they're hooked just as much as I am. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, is going to join us. We'll get his take on the 3M, who he has winning this afternoon. Also want to dive into some other storylines, right? Like, let's recap all four majors that took place this season. Let's talk about Tiger Woods. What can we expect in 2023? Uh, and also, we'll bring you up to, up to speed on what's going on with the Live Tour, because guess what? It's coming here to New Jersey this coming week, July 29th through the 31st, out there at uh, Trump National in Bedminster. Let's dive into that as well. John Muscari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, joins us now on On the Tee. 
John, new shoes, new swing coach, new caddy, new driver, new putter, new, 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 new. And he comes into Sunday 18 under with a four-shot lead over everyone else. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go out and buy some new shoes probably soon. <laughs> That's all it takes. But I, um, I, don't, I don't know how you wear You got to break your shoes in a little bit, though, no? I mean, come on. You're right. I, uh, listen, you're I, I talk. I, 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 I am a shoe I, I said, Yeah, I mean, there's nothing worse than going out and finding this amazing pair of shoes. You can't wait to wear them. And then you're out. You know, it's, it's already been like two or three hours. You're out. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, snap. I've got a blister. <laughs> And that and that blister is is you know is is going to affect you for the entire week, no matter what you wear. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him. You know, again, there was a there was a, a weather delay, seven hours yesterday. He talked about the mental grind yesterday. What about today? Coming in, he's the hunted, not the hunter. On top of having a blister, um, yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm and, and I shared with our listeners the story of Scott Piercy and and you know his grind just to get his tour right down and out was in debt was begging for fifty thousand dollars to play in some tournament uh, to help him get his tour card and and I don't know if he borrowed the money or he got a sponsor to, to give him the money and he ended up playing and then he won so uh, you know this is one of those guys that uh, that has really grinded to get on tour and, and get his card. And so he's the kind of guy, you know, John, that you and I would love to root for. Uh, but I'm looking at Tony Finau today. I know he's five shots back, but uh, that's who I have my eye on. I, I picked him to win this on Wednesday before the tournament began. And uh, I, I'm going to ride him again today. Who do you like to win? Yeah, really a uh, great story with Scott Piercy. And, you know, you know, this is a guy who led Thursday, Friday, coming into Saturday, played pretty well. I'll, I'll do uh, with all the stuff he had to bow through, you know, the six and a half hour rain delay, as you said, in the blister. But this is someone, you know, to say he's not really on the radar is an understatement, right? Um, two top 20s, I think, last time I looked for him and uh, has missed quite a bunch of cuts. I think the last six cuts he's missed. So a lot of pressure on him. Uh, this could be big for him, not only just for winning, but for the FedEx uh, Cup moving into the playoffs as we're drawing uh, down to the end of the season. But, you know, you look at Tony, who obviously one of the, the big fish in this, you know, small pond that is the 3M Open, but he bo- he made one bogey, and it was the first hole, and then he's gone bogey-free since. So, um, obviously, looking at Tony at going up, I think, four and a half to one to win is – yeah, okay. I mean, that's if you want to put some money on Tony, that's okay. I'm looking more at Doug Gim, who's going to be in the – he's the third player in that group. They're going off in threesomes today. I just like the odds better, 9-1 to one for Doug, so I'm, I'm looking for Doug Gim today. But at least we'll get to both watch our players. They're playing in the same group. There you go. Again, John Mascari joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, John, uh, let, let's, let's take a look back. Um, as well. And uh, so all four majors are complete. As we know, Cam Smith uh, won the 150th of the Open at St. Andrews. Um, U.S. Open, as we know, was a, a great first win for uh, for Fitzpatrick on tour uh, with his family there. That was really a great storyline. The PGA Championship, of course, Justin Thomas. Uh, what what a mess that was in regard to the weather conditions. Uh, some Some horrific winds in rain. So obviously your tee time, if you don't, if you recall in that tournament, really played a major role uh, on uh, on who won that. And then Augusta 
with Scotty Scheffler and the season that Scotty Scheffler has has had this year. Out of all the majors, uh, to you, what was your favorite? What was the most significant and why? Well, I feel like they saved the best for last. I thought the Open at St. Andrews was a perfect bow on the major season this year, not just because of the venue. Obviously, the history that goes behind the Open Championship is steep. Uh, the site, uh, the home of golf at St. Andrews, but just to see Cam Smith, who's been hanging around for how long now, Anita, and just an unbelievable player, and put on a putting clinic on Sunday. Um, you know, the whole world was rooting for Rory, and there's Cam just making everything he looked at, didn't let the foot off the gas, and uh, having a lot of fun with it as well. So I think it's just a great end of the tournament season. My favorite was the Open. And uh, even though I was pulling for Rory, I think Cam is a fantastic champion golfer of the year. Um, and, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. You know, the Open obviously was, was great and the dramatic in it. Um, and, and, and I liked coming into the Open, the fact that Rory had a chance of winning it because Rory has been uh, such a face and a voice for the PGA Tour, um, anti-live supporter, and I, I think it would have been just so appropriate in the storyline, be so complete with him winning the Open. Of, of course, that didn't happen. Cam Smith won. But I really enjoyed the U.S. Open with Fitzpatrick winning. Um, you know, and, and you, you imagine, like, for you to win your first tournament uh, and let that alone be a major. Uh, and just that excitement, the thrill. He had been playing so well all season long. You knew that he was just like he was. He was always in it to potentially win it, and he finally did it. So, um, so for me, for me, it was the U.S. Open. But again, not to take anything away from the Open and Cam Smith winning. So Cam Smith, Fitzpatrick, J.T. and Scotty, those are your four major winners. Um, we've got a few other tournaments on the horizon, and then of course we've got that three tour stop heading into appointing the FedEx Cup winner. And so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Uh, let's talk about Tiger Woods. Um, unfortunately, misses the cut at, uh, at St. Andrews. Obviously, his putting was absolutely hor- horrendous. His short game was bad. His, uh, his caddy was on the Dan Patrick show this week and said that Tiger's been focusing so much on his long game that his short game has been neglected. And it was evident, of course, in St. Andrews. Your thoughts on, on what you saw from Tiger uh, last weekend? Yeah, he looked he looked rusty, and you hate to say that about someone who, in my opinion, is one of the best putters of all time. Right? Can you believe we're saying why Tiger's really struggling with the putter? But when you're not playing a lot, and to Joe Lacaba's point, he he's putting so much effort into getting the the, the long game it's off the tee and his approaches in line that he may have neglected working on his putting and. It's you know kind of all stems from everything else, right? If you're hitting better approach shots, your parts are shorter. So are you making more? Okay, but you know to, to think of Tiger as someone who's struggling with the wedge around the green and his putter is, is mind-boggling to me. But I never count him out. He'll figure it out. I'm sure he's going to take some more time off. He's going to play probably next with his son, I believe, in the father-son tournament coming up. I think that's in November. Well, and then he's going to play at the Hero World, right? Here, here's here's the thing, um, and and I, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So so now you know obviously we're looking forward to to next season, right? 2023, uh, and and 
all things go well, I, I'm, I'm sure we will see Tiger play in the Masters. We're anticipating that. But another thing his caddy, uh, Joe LaCava, said was um, that he, he would like, and Tiger would like to play maybe three or four events prior to the Masters. The Genesis um, being one of them, uh, the players being another. How important is it that Tiger play in at least three or four tournaments before the Masters just to get that, you know, to, to really experience that competitive edge? Practicing is one thing, but playing in tournaments and, and, and you know, staying focused in that regard so important heading into a major. How important do you think it is that we see Tiger teed up like three or four times before the Masters next year? Yeah, I think it's super important. I mean, I'll tell you from a personal perspective, when, I, when I'm going into a big event in, in New Jersey or in the metropolitan area, I'm trying to play as much golf as I can, not only just to iron out any problems in my swing, but to, to feel myself under the gun, if that makes sense, right? I want to put pressure on myself. I want to force myself to have to make a shot. So the more times he can get out there in a competitive arena, the better off he'll feel. Now, we're talking about one of the most competitive people on the planet, so does he really need the Genesis open to get the juices flowing again? Probably not. But I think it's a good test for him. It's going to act as a barometer, and it's going to be like a test drive. Hey, how, what, what was good this week? What was bad? What do we need to work on? Okay, let's fix that. Good, check. Next week we'll go into it. So the more reps he can get uh, playing competitive golf before the Masters, great. Um, I, I don't know what to expect from him, to be completely honest. I, mean, I don't know what next season is going to bring from a health perspective, uh, from his game, how long he's going to be on playing, what, what his schedule is going to be like. So let's hope he, uh, he means what he says about playing some events before Augusta um, and he can compete because it's always fun to have him out there. Um, before I let you go, I, I do want to talk about what's going on with the, uh, the Live Tour and uh, it's going to be an interesting week to say the least because it is heading here to Trump National Bed Minister, um, DJ Brooks, uh, Louie, Answer, Bryson DeChambeau, Paul Casey now, a part of Live, Kevin Na, Gooch, Reed, Phil, Westwood, Poulter, just to name a few. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of protesters out there. What, what are your thoughts about this week's tournament? Um, it should be interesting. Don't forget, they also have uh, Kokrak, who's the uh, 36th in the world. He just joined the tour, too. And, and then you had Henrik Stenson, who was the soon-to-be Ryder Cup captain for Team Europe, join the Live Tour and immediately lose his captaincy of the Ryder Cup team. Yep. So a lot of drama going on uh, on, on the other end of the pond in Europe with, with this. But um, listen, you have David Ferry now leaving NBC and going to Live. He's going to be doing commentary. There's been talk of Charles Barkley. Third, uh, he's going to have his own show. There, there's a lot going on. I don't. It's building. I mean, the, the, the tour is building, and it's going to have um, obviously a lot of people there because of its proximity to New York protesting. However, I think that they're they're starting to pick more and more people apart. They're starting to get more people to the tour. They're bringing big names in the commentary world, and the next big shoot of fall, I think, will be some sort of TV or streaming deal. How about the fact that a million total viewers, how about the fact that Adidas is looking to sponsor a team for $1 billion. And that team, um, is the four aces team with captain Dustin Johnson. 
So the, the, the formula for this, no pun intended, is like Formula One, that model. And apparently, from what I understand, this was the, this was the game plan to begin with. There's also some talk that um, Decky might join the tour if Srixen comes on board as his team's sponsor. Kind of wild, there's right? There's also been some talk that, yeah, there's also been some talk that the players might get some sort of ownership in these teams as well. So that whatever that cut may be, they might get a little slice of that as well. So, you know, again, more and more opportunities for these guys to make money. Uh, the tour is going to make money. I think the next, like I said, the next big thing will be some sort of, whether it's streaming or network deal, um, I can picture... I mean, YouTube obviously has been doing it right now, but maybe something like the BBC or even Al Jazeera possibly, that these networks are huge globally. So, uh, again, like I said, they had, I think, 800,000 total viewership this, in the last round of the last tournament in Portland, which is close to a million, and you think the PGA Tour gets about $2 million on TV. So about half for a streaming uh, system, and a relatively new tour, but they're chipping away, Nina. They certainly are. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really unbelievable. So, um, John, appreciate your time as always each and every Saturday, Sunday, I should say it is Sunday, Sunday morning, um, <laughs> with you, um, John Mascari, head pro at Alpine country club. I'm going to be out there with you on Thursday. Really excited. Uh, Roger Clemens son, who's a minor league baseball player, reached out to me and said, uh, Hey, listen, let's tee it up. Uh, can we go somewhere fantastic? And uh, you and Alpine was the first place I thought. So uh, we're all excited to see you on, on Thursday, John. Thank you very much. Yeah, looking forward to that, Anita. And everybody try to stay cool today. It's super hot out here. Uh, drink lots of water, but enjoy the afternoon. You got it. John Mascari joining us. Without further ado, Christina Thompson from Golf for Her joins us now uh, on the tee. Um, and uh, really quick, uh, Christina, just want to let folks know the weather report brought to you by Miomi Wine. Whether you're tuning in to watch the, the pros or celebrating your own game, tee up a glass of Miomi, the official wine of the PGA Tour. Visit Miomi.com today. Please enjoy Miomi Wines, uh, Miomi Wines Acampo, California. And, of course, this tournament is taking place in, uh, in TPC, the Twin Cities in Minnesota. And so the weather conditions are absolutely beautiful. The high today is going to be 75, uh, not a cloud in the sky. So weather conditions are going to be spectacular across uh, Minnesota all day. Um, our picks brought to you by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky. So, of course, we welcome in Christina Thompson, again, CEO extraordinaire of Golf for Her. I always say you want to look good in order to play well on the golf course. Christina, good morning. How you doing? Good. Good morning. I'm reporting to you live from East Hampton right now. <gasps> That's right. You, okay. you, and and Tina Servasio and Dana and you guys yeah. went. Yeah, you guys went out there. You guys are partying out there in the Hamptons. You, 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 yeah. you, cra- you crazy girls. You crazy girls. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, lots of golf. Lots of golf to keep track of this week. There's a lot of moving parts. There are. Okay, so let's start with the 3M first and foremost. Uh, again, I'm all, I'm all over Tony Finau. Uh, of course, you know, yeah. he, was, he was the first professional golfer who was on our show, our digital show that we do on Tuesdays. So, of course, very near and dear to you, me, and John Mescari. But with that being said, 
Um, who do you, who do you like winning this? Uh, I, I have to follow you. I agree. I would love to see Tony Finau um, pull this off. I think he can. I think he's in a good spot to be doing it. He's been, he has been playing great golf. Come on, we know he's playing good golf, um, and we just need him to make a win, have a win. So, but Piercy, Piercy is he's got a little fire. So it should be fun. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, these are these are kind of hard tournaments to come back after. You know, like the Open. You know, to play. So we'll see what happens. It'll, as long as the weather holds up good, I think we're gonna get some good golf. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, the weather is supposed to hold up, hold up well. Um, and Scott Piercy, very, I mean, listen, you, you and I have been playing golf for a long time. When we have just a new driver, we're like, right, we're teeing up. We're like, hey, don't <laughs> expect a lot from me today. I'm using a new driver. Hey, when you and I right. have a new putter, right? Hey, listen, I'm playing. This is my first time playing with this putter. Uh, might not putt well today. Just, you know, what? He's playing with a new putter, new driver. He's got a new swing coach. <laughs> yeah. He's got a new caddy, got new shoes, which cause the blister so we'll see we'll see what happens with him today yeah we'll hope he can hold on to that four stroke lead we'll see what happens um listen before we start talking about uh, what's going on with the ladies on the course across the pond i want to get your thoughts we just had john mascari on we were talking about the live tour liv 54 whatever you want to call it it's heading here to trump national but minister uh this week um i want to get your thoughts on that but first uh the LPGA commissioner came out and said that if Greg Norman was to call her and have a discussion about the LPGA and live, she would answer and she would listen. What are your thoughts on that, Christina? Oh my God. I feel like I need to have an entire show dedicated to my thoughts on this topic because it's complicated, you know, and I'm, I'll be honest, it's just so hard having golf and women's golf being a part of this conversation because we know that the LPGA Tour, there's just so much conversation about the, um, the, the, the payouts for the LPGA and the amount of money. And, and yeah, I mean, at base level, we know that if, if Liv comes calling, the, there will be a mass exodus. Like, the, you know, it would just dismantle the LPGA Tour. But what a lot of people don't know right now is that there are already several LPGA players on tour wearing um, Saudi logos. So we've got Anna Nordquist, um, Carlotta Saganda, Bronte Law, Allison Lee. It's not new for the Saudis to be invested in women's golf. This has actually been going on for quite a while. I mean, Aramica, Ar- Aramica? I can't say that. I know I'm going to screw that name up, but it's a Saudi energy company. They've already been sponsoring a series of events very similar to the live format. You know, you, they've got team events, individual events. It's been going on since 2020. We actually had a tournament here in New York last year, which is part of this Saudi series. It is the same format as what we have become to known, known as the live tour. So it has been happening. I mean, last year we had an event at Glen Oaks in New York that wasn't really publicized that much, but, a player like Jessica Corda was actually on the winning team of that event. So, you know, the Saudis have already been involved and invested. They may even be the largest investor in women's golf. So, you know, there hasn't been a lot of talk about it, but it's not new news. But the concern is that there may be a bigger push to have a, like Greg Norman has said, yes, we are very interested in possibly having a women's league like 
to the caliber of the what we're seeing in the you know the current live format. So I know players like Christy Kerr have come out and said, you know, listen, the entire tour may leave a face with the opportunity to earn life changing money. I mean, yeah. and these, we know these women are not making as much money as the men are just on regular tour. But you know, Kari Webb, who is you know an in Aussie, you know, Greg Norman, she grew up with that. That was her idol and has said, you know, like this may threaten the LPGA tour as we know it. So I know, like, like you said earlier, Molly has come out and said, listen, we're, we'll answer the call. It's her job to explore all the opportunities, but she's in a complicated situation, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, again, we're talking about Saudi Arabia and being aligned with a country that has suppressed women. So it is, it's a very complicated situation, but again, it has been go, they have been sponsors of women's golf in the past. So I'm interested to follow this. I'm more interested in where the women are going to go than where the men are at this point. So I'm, I'm staying very close to this conversation and look forward to having this conversation with, with you and everybody else uh, in the, in the coming weeks and months. Christina Thompson joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Christina, I'm up against the hours, so really quick, um, just just give us an update. What's going on with the ladies across the pond? Oh, my God. It's, it's crazy right now. So the ladies are at – they're playing in uh, the Amundi Evian Championship in France, probably one of the most stunning golf courses. It has been a roller coaster of a morning. I'm trying to follow this leaderboard, and it's like every time I hit refresh, there's another surge up the leaderboard. It started this morning – Brooke Henderson was had a two-stroke lead, 17 under. She's now 15 under. But Nellie Corda is making a huge surge up the leaderboard. Three birdies, an eagle. She's now one stroke back from Brooke Henderson. We are going to have a roller coaster of a Sunday with, with these ladies out here. Anything can happen. Like last year, we had a huge comeback from Minji Lee. She made up seven shots and won in a playoff. So, honestly, anything can happen. Beautiful golf course. You know, tune into the ladies, watch it. Um, I'm excited to see where we go. So, lots of lots of women's golf. Oh, and then we got the Scottish Open and uh, the British Open uh, coming up in the next two weeks. So they'll be overseas for the next two, three weeks, actually. So, fantastic, fun times uh, in women's golf. <laughs> great stuff as always, Christina. Appreciate you. Enjoy the Hamptons, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a great Sunday, everyone. You got it. Uh, again, uh, our picks. Just to put a big. Uh, fat and I like to call it a green bow uh, on the show because uh, it's all about winning money. Uh, my pick to win is Tony Finau, a plus 450. I also like his match to, to have a better fourth round than Sunjay M at minus 115. Um, I also like Grillo to have a better match than uh, Gim at minus 120. I've got Sig to finish in the top five at plus 225. I like his round better than Putnam at minus 110. And I have JT Poston finishing in the top 10 at even money. And I like his round over Hoagie at minus 120. Those are my picks brought to you by Weissman Bourbon from Kentucky Owl. Respect the history, rewrite the future with this perfect blend of four, count them, four Kentucky straight bourbons. Enjoy responsibly on the golf course or on the 19th hole.